Well, hello, everybody. This is Gerald, the host of the Young Ambiguous podcast. I'm here with my good friend, Michael Rosado, um, for season two, episode two. Uh, we're going to be talking about music and culture and the culture of music. Um, and Michael is a husband. He's a doggo dad. He's a worship leader, a music and spoken word recording artist with the album Digging Up Earth, which is already out and it's been out for a year. Um, he has been a part of the music, uh, local music community for the entire time I've known him. And he's one of the kindest and most compassionate men I know. He loves surfing, skating, and definitely his creator, Jesus. So I wanted to invite him out to the pod today to talk just about music and life and all the things going on. So that's my little introduction. Yes. How would you be introducing yourself if you could? Um, <laughs> well, you, you pretty much covered it, I guess. Um, and I'm, I'm flattered by some of the things you said. And I also feel kind of silly because I'm wearing this this mask over my face to protect myself from my cat allergies. He is allergic to cats, and I have three. So yes. that's the thing that I want to do is get an actual recording area space because I don't have one anymore except for my kitchen table. Yes. So I kind of feel like kind of silly with this thing on my face, but that's okay. Um, I think maybe you didn't mention coffee. I really love coffee a coffee. lot. Coffee. I'm yes. definitely a coffee fanatic, and I'm, I don't know much about it, but I love it a lot and I'm learning all the the different methods and whatnot. You know one thing I'm trying to think of is yes. I don't know a surfer who doesn't like coffee. Is there one out there? That's a good point. I, don't, I can't think of one. To so be honest with you, wow. Starbucks was right to put Starbucks right on the beach. True. They knew what they were doing. Yeah. Getting there early, hitting those that early set. <laughs> yes. <Smart. laughs> um so I really wanted to have you back. We had you last season. You're mm -hmm. a returning guest, one of the only so far <laughs> this season, uh, episode two. Come on, guys, we'll get there. Um, but I really wanted to have you back on the podcast because I feel like music is such a huge part of your life and what you've been doing pretty much for like the past year because you've gone on three tours. Well, yeah, I went on two longer, um, well, longer for me tours, uh, like about 11, 15 days we're both of those, but then a couple mini tours with a few friends of mine. So you've played festivals, mm -hmm. you've led worship for as long as I've known you. You've been recording and doing all kinds of music things. So um, I definitely know it's something that you and the people that you're connected to are passionate about, um, and that's kind of you know where we connected as well was over music back mm -hmm. in the day. But how how is the local music scene? doing how would you say how would you gauge it that's an interesting question um the local scene in melbourne florida is what you're referring to right? yes yes yeah or well, brevard county because it's kind of all over yeah it's 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 kind of hard to to gauge it necessarily especially when you try and compare it with um i guess the high school years when hardcore was was pretty big and everybody was a scene kid or you know, you wanted to be or wanted to be. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, there seemed to be such a hype, especially being that age. Mm -hmm. Um, and now with, they're not as like, not as much like DIY venues, 
like there used to be in churches hosting shows mm-hmm. all the time. Yeah. Um, now it's mostly like the bar scene that's hosting the shows. So not not all ages all ages don't get to go to to those shows. Yeah. Um, which is unfortunate. So it's kind of reestablishing itself now. I'd say. Um, yeah. And it's cool to see people start coming to shows again. The shows that I get to host with Basket Case Booking at Standard Collective. Um, you're, we're starting to see a different crowd that's starting to show up for shows and, and just different people connecting that maybe otherwise wouldn't have. So that's always exciting. So That's so cool. So yeah, so, so you look back on that, the hype of that in the MySpace culture that was there. And it was a legit thing for the music scene. And then you look now, or actually not even, you, you step back even just a couple years ago when there wasn't anything, it is like all the venues closed down. And then now there's, there's people who are starting to believe in the power of community again. So it's been, it's been cool to, to see that reestablish itself now. Yeah. And I, I remember having talks about how I could be a part of it and things got kind of busy for me. So I know that like, it didn't really work for me to be involved as heavily, but I know that on your, um, your group, you know, you, basically resurrected it that's what i would think of because there wasn't anything and so now there's actually like a music scene again and i think that's great um jokingly i was thinking about my when you mentioned myspace (laughs) if facebook let you pick a playlist Hmm. to play while people were on your profile or viewing i guess it wouldn't work because we don't go to profiles anymore we have like a feed true most people are more focused on their feed than going on everybody's profile but if there was music on Facebook, yes. would that help the local scene hmm. <laughs> like it did with MySpace? I don't know. Maybe. That was such a thing back then. Like It was so important who was on your playlist that, yep. that showed up when you get on somebody's MySpace page. That first song was so important. It was. You, so you spent, spent so long p- making sure you had that right song. Yeah. But yeah. maybe you're onto something. Facebook. Listen up, you know, you can help a lot of local music communities for sure. Oh, speaking of that, before we moved on, there there was a couple people still who were believing in the scene. Like I wouldn't, I would definitely not claim to to be the one who resurrected it because there are quite a handful of people, especially at open mics, that have been doing great things and still hosting a lot of different genres on different nights. Um, I haven't seen any hardcore shows come through there yet. But, but that's something that, that my team's starting to try and do more so of. And, um, yeah. That's people, cool. People like yeah. Tony, too, and people over at Iron Oak. Uh-huh. Iron Oak, they're doing shows as well. Um, and I've been stoked to, to hear from, from Carlos, who hosts shows there. Um, yeah. I feel like the more venues, the better, because mm-hmm. then you'll have more shows happening at the same time. Yeah. I remember one time... Uh, Laura and I went to a John Foreman concert and literally on one level, like John Foreman was playing on another level of the same venue. It's that, I think it's the loft or whatever. It has like three venues. It's in the same building. But I think um, John Foreman was playing. Mute Math was playing. And there was some other like bigger band playing in That's the same awesome. building at the same time. What? It was crazy. Where uh, is this? 
it was uh, I'll, I'll show you it's right. i think it's called the loft and then there's another name and another name for the three clubs okay. that are in the same building yeah yeah, yeah. um kevin Wynn um went to an under oath concert there he told me about this so it's that oh building that he went to <laughs> you can feel the floor shaking oh it's crazy God. um so yeah i i, I don't want to discount the people who stuck yeah. with the music scene no for sure yeah. um great people but i i see just the the life that's been breathed back breathed back into that community and it's, and it's great yeah. so all the players involved props to you guys for the hard work and you guys just keep keep going it's great now kind of going to more individual to you like how do you feel or how would you describe the role music has played in your life and kind of like what keeps you drawn to it what's the where's the passion for it come from Mm. well music has definitely been a huge part of my life and it, it it started, I'd say, I guess, really cultivating and, and becoming more of a passion of mine in junior high school. And that might not only be because I was starting to enter relationships and then think all these songs are starting to relate, relate to me all of mm. a sudden, you know, like Mr. Brightside and stuff. <laughs> and you're like emotional because your first girlfriend broke up with you or whatever. And those hormones kick in. And yeah. Yeah. And music becomes something entirely different and and relatable, um, but like starting to play drums and playing bands and recognize like, whoa, this is more than just just something you hear on the radio. It's something that you can truly express yourself with, and um, really, um, I guess, pour out all of your passion into and create something with your friends and. That not only can you enjoy, but like they can enjoy, and also others can come alongside you and enjoy. Um, yeah, the community aspect that was there in high school mm. is what I'd say what made the difference. Um, that That's made cool. it more of a sustainable thing, and um, it it wasn't like something. Well, also high school, you're super energetic, and you're ready to do whatever the heck you want to do. Yeah. But but there was something about it that was it was more than me um it had to do with with us and this is this is definitely something bigger than myself mm. um that i was participating in and not only seeing that in the music scene but also noticing that the the influence of music in the church and and in spirituality and all of that um I felt like I was truly connecting with God through those times of when our church would do praise and worship and our youth group would do that together. And um, I felt like this deep connection with my creator through it, Hmm. like nothing else, like growing up in the church, you know, you hear teachings and you hear like Bible stories and all that. And those are powerful, but what made them to be more than, than words on a page was when, when music would sink in and when, it would just captivate my heart, and uh, I felt like I could really um, get to know my Creator through this thing. Yeah. And it was like it, it's the coolest thing ever to to feel that invitation and to know that through something that I feel like God has created me to really be a participant in, and wow. I'm super honored to to be doing that. So even now, it's like 
that's the sustainable factor that I, I've seen in my life is just it's something I get to do with people and I get to even discover people's stories through it, discover the heart of God through it. And it's, it's just something that I feel is really privileged to and honored to do. That's awesome. So would you say like that community aspect was a spark? Cause like, was there an individual spark or is it kind of all of that, that, you know, connecting with your creator, was that something that, you know, want made you want to be a musician and like stick with it hmm my motives I think have for sure changed <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, when thinking of high school and wanting to be famous and all that and like it it's it but I, I feel like for now it's it's something that has shifted in regards to like now it's I feel like I, it, I really get to um, meet people through it and be a part of their life and like just do life with people through the thing that I'm doing and uh, with wind words and stuff. Uh, and I don't know if I'm necessarily answering the question. No, but yeah, no, that's good. It, it it has changed from like, wow, it would be awesome to be on that platform and be awesome to be uh, in front of crowds of thousands or, you know, uh, just to do that whole high energy type of performance, I think. But now it's like, whoa, it's like, even though that's awesome, you know, that people get to do that and have that platform, but now it's even more awesome to to be able to meet people on a one-on-one level and, and talk about where the songs come from or, yeah. or how it applies in their life or like what challenges them and what's their story. And so it's, it's kind of, it's changed in different ways, but like re- yeah. releasing music and hearing feedback and now social media is like crazy and you get to connect with even more folks through that um yeah i'm trying to remember your question now. I forgot. no no that, that's like good because the inspiration kind of does need to i think evolve mm-hmm. a little bit you know when you first were getting into it maybe it was a little you know like i want to be famous i want to mm-hmm. do these things but you discovered that depth behind it that is what you know was a more genuine like healthy motivator than just mm. like fame, you know, like our popularity, like yeah. you've discovered that community aspect and that connection point, yeah. not with just your creator, but with the people that listen to the music you create. So no, I think you answered the question. That's cool. great. That's great. <laughs> um, so speaking of your music that you make in your solo project, like what, what sparked that? It's a year old and a, mo- a year and a month old. Like, what was the driving force or the goal you had behind that? That record specifically? Yeah. Um, uh, I feel like it's been a, a few years along, like, that I've been writing those songs specifically in that record. Um, Windwards has been a thing since 2014. Wow. I think yeah 2014 um and that came out a year ago basically so you're almost three years in mm-hmm. just so, doing live. were you doing live music that whole time yeah um i was just doing a lot of the songs from that record um and different variations of like journal entries with the spoken word and 
I had a demo CD out, or yeah, it was a C- I did burn the CDs, but yeah, it was on it was on Bandcamp. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so that one was more so like journal entries that I would read aloud and kind of add some music into it. But the record wow. definitely took a sp- more of a spin on formulating these into songs and and doing it that way. Um, but yeah, this record, Digging Up Earth, was. Um, the title in itself is talking about going from really seeing uh, parts of my past like through doubts, through struggles, through um, just, you know, trials and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, and con- considering all of those things that make your story um, not only unique, but worth saving and worth like it has redemptive qualities because that's what christ sees in us Mm. um so digging up earth is almost like um going back into the past um of the old self or of uh even like some some bad stuff stuff Mm -hmm. that i literally that that are vices and struggles and some stuff that are like no this is like even though you're broken in this time like Mm. God, like in his um, plan, he desires to make it beautiful, you know, his redemptive plan. So not discounting those as well. So it's got like the vices, it's got the, even the painful situations that we've all gone through, but specifically me, like journal entries and stuff like that, um, that it kind of goes through those themes. So like not ignoring, but acknowledging the good and the bad Mm -hmm. that kind of comes from you know, the necessary place of growth. Like, growth doesn't happen until things are planted in dirt. Yeah. So kind of, like, not ignoring all the things that go into that process. It's yeah. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, a, there's a verse in one of the poems that it's it kind of is describing the whole thing. Yeah. At the end of it, it says, um, Glory is not found in the fruit of the tree that seeks to prove but glory is found in the secrets of the roots. And um, that is referring to, like, literally, like, the secrets of the roots are, like, the strength that comes from God, but also Mm. the secrets of the roots are a part of your story and, like, those parts that run deep within you. Um, So it's it's not found in the fruit of the tree that seeks to prove, which is, like, my struggle, personally, of seeking to prove my self and to earn my salvation and um do all these things to be outwardly um or even inwardly feel good about it you know yeah um but yeah it's it's about those secrets even where the secret place where you meet with god the secret place where you are vulnerable the secret place where um you're just laid bare before him even so that's where he can really work you know when we're in that place to receive in that posture so that's really good. I like that. I like that thought too, you know, just how that's where the strength comes from for plants is like they mm. can not only like gain and soak up nutrients from the soil, but they like are held up by those things. Right. And I I love thinking about that in relationship with God and how he needs some of those unseen parts of us to be rooted so deeply in him to stand up, but also to like feed us and just thinking about like, if we didn't 
have those roots, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be absorbing those nutrients through some of those things, good or bad. Right. Because you know, there's parts of us that are secret and private that aren't necessarily bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I think whenever Christians talk about like secrets mm-hmm. or things that are are vulnerable or hidden. Mm-hmm. Hey, Winston, we're not interviewing you. Okay. <laughs> um, it's my dog. Need a studio. Hey, holler. Um, but when Christians talk about secrets, it's immediately like vices and mm-hmm. sins that we don't want to talk about. Yeah. And like, I really think, you know, culture is moving to a place where people are able to be more vulnerable with who they are. Right. Fully, you know, yeah. and not just like the surface things that they want to post on Instagram, but mm-hmm. like really who they are. And so that's cool. So I was thinking about this, though, too. With that project, you you went on tour, like we were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. You got to do some things. Do you feel like you kind of accomplished the things that you wanted to do and say with that album? Because I feel like that's a, that's a mm. tough question to even think about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I... Uh... That was definitely a goal from, you know, completing the album to be able to tour on it, to be able to share it with as many people as I can. And, um, like hoping that it would kind of be a vehicle to be able to allow me to do that. Um, but I, I've been shown so much kindness by, um, by the music community, like from Mm -hmm. here and abroad of people who've just like supported that and just like supported me and just loved me enough to invite me on tour yeah and invite me to play different festivals and stuff like Kevin Shalareth it was amazing to that he invited me on that tour to to play um last year at Take Hold Fest and then again this year invited by my friend Jay to play at um Flood City and they really just were so gracious and got like invited me to ride you know in their van with them and oh wow get to just visit all these places i've never been before meet all these people i've never met before that were just super just warm and kind and just welcoming that's the one on the west coast right um that one was up in in the the midwest Um, yeah that we went to and then we did that fest this past summer in uh, Johnstown um, in Pennsylvania wow. and so we did like an East Coast with my friends from Beggars and that was fun I got, I'm got. i super stoked they got to be, go on that that's and so cool yeah so we had a great time so yeah it's hmm, getting to do that and share from the record and to hear people's responses to to some of the songs and a few of them that they would you know connect with and just those friendships I, I value so much because I just showed me a whole new way to not only enjoy, um, you know, doing music, yeah. but also to, to gain friendships in different areas and like literally have people I can call my friend and not just be like, oh yeah, those are people I met, but they're like genuine people that I just really love and they love people so well. And yeah, just folks that I got to meet on the road and stuff and in bands or not in bands, you know, after shows, during shows, um, just hanging out with people and 
Yeah. So, so so yeah. Um, I think that, uh, well, definitely I'm excited to do more touring. I'm right now talking with friends of mine to, to do a tour. Um, so Lord willing, that's all going to pan out and you're going to hear about it real soon, but I'm not going to say it yet. So we'll we'll see. I was going to ask you if there's anything cooking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, actually was talking with a buddy today and we're trying to plan out how those dates are going to be looking. So that's cool. That's so cool. I think, um, one of the, one of the things about music, well, two things Mm -hmm. you were talking about tour and how you had genuine relationships and friendships on that tour. And I think that's something that gets so easily overlooked is that like, but I think it's easy to tell when a, group of musicians are actually friends or they're just on tour together Mm. and that's really cool that you've had the genuine experience and you weren't just like the acoustic opener you know what i mean for some other band or whatever because you can tell when somebody when a band is genuinely like excited about their opener Mm -hmm. or it's just like oh we're here and they brought somebody in to do something before we came on stage yeah i feel very very fortunate in in that regard for sure also i want to highlight because i think in our at least in music mindset Mm -hmm. we want new music from our favorite artists all the time and i think i just want to highlight that it took like three years to put the project Mm. together and you know i was thinking about this the other day because hilt song united was one of my favorite bands and for years every year they were oh, yeah. pumping out albums, yeah. and it's been a while. I don't remember the last one they dropped. Was it Wonder, whatever, a couple For of years ago? Hillsong, was that Worship or United? I think that was United. Oh, that okay. was their last one was oh, Wonder yeah. or whatever. And so, like, I think I've seen, like, promo mm. footage or whatever of them in the studio again. And so I'm really excited, but I'm also, like, glad that musicians take their time yeah and don't just try to pump out albums every year Mm -hmm. and that's when i think you can get quality versus like not Mm -hmm. and just speaking to the main culture of music like i haven't listened to it all the way through but like um carter five dropped and that album was like people have been waiting for that for like (laughs) six years or something like that for a long time Mm -hmm. and so it's just interesting to see and then Beyonce and Jay-Z had their project and these projects that took, you know, people were waiting for years for these projects. But then when they drop, it's like, wow, that was really quality Yeah. versus like, oh, they dropped another mixtape <laughs> or EP or track or whatever. And it's just kind of blah. Right. So, um, so here at Young Ambiguous, we like to interview people who have, um, I, I maybe... I don't know how to describe it, but we have a thing about us that's hard to to understand, which is kind of why we use the word ambiguous. Um, I didn't want to define ambiguous with ambiguous, but like when, when you look at culture, I know we've had conversations and we don't have to share every viewpoint on every topic because that's just, you know, we don't want to waste anybody else's time. Um, And we thank you for listening this far. But when you look at culture, how how do you think you use music to respond to what you see or is that or do you respond to culture that you see in a different way and music is separate from that like how do you engage with what the world that you see um 
<laughs> Winston. Oh, Winston, the doggo. <laughs> I think he's he's done now. Maybe not. Well, um, me personally, like, we're, like, you mean when it comes to expressing music? like Yeah. So here at Young Ambiguous, we like to interview people who have a kind of hard to describe quality about them and I don't want to use ambiguous to define ambiguous but that's kind of the the point is to talk about things and discuss culture at large and so kind of my question to you is do you use your music to speak to culture and the world that you see or do you have another outlet for that like because we've had discussions Mm -hmm. when really good talks about just you know the world and yeah. stuff that's going on mm-hmm. and kind of the crazy you know situation and place and time we find ourselves but is music your way to to speak back to that or do you have something else that you do um i think the platform that is provided me through music through the avenue of music allows me to to be before people obviously and to be on a stage sometimes um and Yes, it's it's very obvious that people who are showing up at shows, um, they're not ignorant to what's going on in our world. Mm. There are hurting people, and there are people who have felt ostracized by society. There are people who have felt just really pushed aside, and um, it's it's an interesting place to find yourself in that spot where you're, you have people's ears. Yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, sometimes you, you, you do and you know it and uh, what you say does matter. And, hmm. and not that my, my songs necessarily are, are poignant to, to call out things specifically, I'd say, I'd, at least for the songs that I r- recorded in that, that record, um, talking about those things necessarily uh specifically but at shows you have the unique opportunity to speak into those mm-hmm. you have the unique opportunity to look people in the eye and see um, um hurt and yeah i definitely want to be sensitive to that whenever i am speaking before people and uh because i know how powerful music is it's important the use of words as well that people feel that they're welcome that people know that they're valued um and that doesn't take any type of political agenda or anything like that it just takes a human being looking at another human being in the eye and just just being honest you know there's a lot of brokenness that we read in news headlines there are a lot there's a lot of brokenness that we see um even the way people are treating people on social media Mm. um but when you really get to sit and have a conversation and talk with people and hear their story, hear them out, um, that's what has made the difference in my life. So I hope to be able to share that with other people, like that they'd be able to see that too. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, your story does matter. It doesn't matter what other people have have, have said negatively toward you or against you um, to shut you up, but it, your voice does matter. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So at shows is definitely that opportunity and 
of course, like when I have the opportunity online to to share those things as well in response to things that events that are happening in our world and um, situations that are happening locally. You know, I want to make sure I, I'm giving people my ear and listen, yeah. listening better than speaking, honestly. So that's huge. I, I think you are an example to, to myself and I'm sure many others who know you on you know, above, you know, a position that you could take on a different argument or anything, you, you definitely seek to love. And that's something um, that I definitely want to do more of. I don't think I don't do it at all. But I definitely want to, like, I have a position and an opinion on Mm -hmm. a lot of things. But more than convincing you that I'm right, I want you to know that you're loved, even though you feel a certain way that might be different than me or the same as me like yeah. I want that that love to be there so that's cool that that's kind of your heart and like something that you are a great example of in the culture and in the community yeah and I did also something you said made me want to speak into the conversation I had recently mm-hmm. about um, just something that's in the music community and like I'd say at large that it is a place that we recognize our brokenness, and mm. it is a place that we recognize um, our scars. Um, but there's such a unique need right now, I'd say, that needs to take the conversation further, and people need to know that there is hope at the end of that. Mm. Um, not that everyone just, you know, I want everyone just to speak on hope all the time. But I feel like it's easy to sit in the camp of, you know, this sucks. Yeah. Um, it's easy to use the platform that way to, you know, call attention and awareness to maybe some things that we view as as wrong. But there also needs to be um, just an outpouring of people who are willing to share about the hope they have so that we don't mm. just sit in our you know in that pain in that struggle i think it's important obviously like i said to acknowledge it it's important to speak of it and i it's important to recognize it but to for those who would be brave enough to go further and say but there's hope for you Hmm. you know and like i want to see that walked out in your life i want to see like I want to see that hope for others, you know, yeah. and and be able to walk with them through it. Um, not many, well, I've been fortunate to, to hear from folks who do speak out on it, and I see the difference that that makes for those who who do claim this hope, who yeah. do claim this this new life that they found that's given them purpose, and and um, and I understand not not everyone um, can say like well. Well, I'm, I can't speak about that or like, I don't know what you're talking about, but for those who especially mm. have this claim for th- this new life that they've found, yeah. like, I would love to see that poured out more and, and I would yeah. love to hear yeah. that coming from myself too, and not to, to just identify and sit in the, <laughs> the kind of popular mindset of like, all right, let's just be sad together. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Which there's value in that, but. You know what I'm saying? I think it's kind of that pendulum swing because there used to be this weird habit where people would share 
um, bad situations only after mm. they walk through them. Yeah. And so yeah, yeah. I think this, you know, it's a swing to maybe the other side where people are just like, everything is awful. It's all dark. Mm-hmm. It's all bleak. And it's like over. And it's the worst. Where, and then that hope is kind of missing. Whereas there's like kind of that cookie cutter story like, well, this bad thing happened. <laughs> and then all these good things happened. And now, like, I used yeah. to be sad, but everything's great. Right, so right. And I think there's a medium. For sure. In between those two that I think is what you're really after. Uh-huh. Yeah, because the fact is, like, we do have a lot of things that happen to us. We do have a lot of um, things from our past that we're not super stoked about. And we're not, you know, some of us are really struggling to, to forgive or, mm. you know, even receive forgiveness with. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like we can definitely say yeah and this sucks you know and yeah and uh you know this person hurt me or these this group of people decided to hurt me for this Mm. reason and and hey i'm against that person like those people suck they don't belong here you know like they're not even welcome at our shows you know whoever they are or whatever and that's a thing like and people are like yeah those people suck and and it's like then the cycle continues of ostracizing people and and just hurt people hurting people yeah. and and it's sad it's it's something that you can definitely see um just rearing rearing its ugly head if if there isn't that well the truth is this person has value like the mm. truth is you have value and this is why hey i've been shown this this amazing value i still have these struggles i still have these doubts but that's a part of the story like Mm. and i'm gonna like even though you're dealing with this stuff like i want to see you through this it's like yeah yeah like we need to walk with each other through it like this tragedy happened well yeah it's terrible but i want to see you on the other side of this because because i believe it's going to make you a better person like if you persevere and and not just leaving it oh it sucks you have this tragedy you yeah, know? and sometimes that's all I have to say, to be honest. Like, yeah, yeah. And I don't always have the answers, but like, I've seen the difference when people have reached out to me mm. and decided to say, "No, I want to walk with you through this." That's huge. So, and that speaks right to what we were talking about, and you know, in the middle of the podcast or the early part was mm-hmm. that that need of community and building and connection with not just you know God and our Creator, but with other people and so when that breaks down and be- people become other that's mm-hmm. where things fall apart and that's where people get hurt and that's yeah. where that hope starts getting dim and smaller and like starts to shrink because they don't have help they don't have connection and yeah kind of sink into that hopelessness so yeah. I-, I agree with you on that for sure and i think you know if you keep writing amazing music that people <laughs> can come together and share over like that'll be good yeah well we need each other for sure yeah you know and any opportunity that people can just gather under the umbrella of like you know this is awesome to be alive and you're alive at the same time like this is super cool like yeah you know this is this is a miracle that that i get to hang out with you you know i get to and uh yeah so it's it's cool seeing people gather at shows and people connect that otherwise may not or 
it's crazy how <laughs> much the world would be different if mm-hmm. everybody valued everybody. Yeah, for sure. And not just not just the way they want to be valued, because some people have a skewed way of valuing humans. Mm-hmm. But if like every other human treated each other with true value of what they're worth, I think our world would look unrecognizable to us. And so, yeah. Um, do you have any music that could make that happen? No. <laughs> do you, are you are you working on a new project for that tour you mentioned earlier, or is it? Um, yeah. Well, I did just get out of the studio. I was working on a single. Ooh. And I'm thinking that it's gonna be at least a part of you know a, a whole work of songs and poems um, okay. in the future. Um, but for now, I guess I can mention it now. I don't think I have online yet, but it'd be fun to do that now. Um, there's kind of a collective or a collaboration album in the works Ooh. with different artists okay. taking on different themes. And I won't go into detail about that, but each artist has been tasked to take on a certain theme. And I'm very excited about my theme, and I'm very excited about the song that is being written around it. And yeah, so that's coming out probably within the next two months. Whoa, so, hello. All right. So yeah. Are you on Apple Music yet? I think. Okay. I'm pretty sure. I, I, I should be on like wherever music is streamed. Um, so we're talking Spotify uh-huh. and. Like should Amazon be all over those platforms. Apple and Google Play and YouTube Music and yeah. there's so many now. There are so, so many. many now. Well, thank you so much for coming on the pod, Michael. We yeah, uh, man. love having you and um yeah, talking about music is something I can't think about without equating you and having you in there as well. So wow. that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks for being here. Um, do you want to shout out to any of the people? I know we mentioned some of your co-conspirators with the music industry here. but Oh, man. Definitely all those that I did mention. I love you all. And uh, definitely wanted to shout out to any bands who are listening. If you need a place to book a show in Central Florida, you should hit up Basket Case Booking. And we'd nice. love to help you out as best we can. Maybe you can sleep on my couch if you need a place to crash. They're on Instagram and Facebook. Yes. Yes, all those. So So, thanks so much for listening. This is the Young Ambiguous Podcast. You can get us on Instagram and Twitter at YoungAmBig. And uh, hit us up on Gmail if you want to. Send us a message, uh, YoungAmbiguous at gmail.com. Thanks. Bye.